Hello, welcome to the Stubborn Tortoise podcast. I'm Donna Pazdera. So it was interesting. Last week, I, um, because I didn't have an episode, I sort of put out a missive uh, to a, a number of running groups on Facebook because I'm old. Um, you know, I know that the kids aren't using Facebook, but whatever. Um, I still do. Um, and I got inundated with a bunch of people wanting to be interviewed and I was like very excited about it. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so the next several weeks you're going to be hearing a lot of, uh, cool interviews, I hope. Um, and, uh, just from people from, you know, different walks of life, etc. And, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm super stoked about all of that. Um, but then I reached out to, uh, an acquaintance of mine, Kenny Gardner, um, whom I, I think I've been Facebook friends with him for hmm, maybe close to three years, something like that. And, um, I know he's part of the San Antonio, um, off-road runners group. And we have a lot of mutual friends and whatnot, and we're Facebook friends and all, you know, you know how that goes, but, um, but I've never really, you know, interacted with him much. You know, he has suggested a couple of, um, interviewees. Um, and we talk about this early in this episode, uh, one of which is Ann Ludwig, um, who is going to be attempting the 250-mile Cocodona, um, f- I think it's five-day race. It's 250 miles. Yeah, I think I said that. Ooh. Anyway, yeah, uh, got an echo in here. Anyway, um, yeah, so I interviewed her about a year ago, and um, so I'll be interested to follow up with her, but he also suggested interviewing, uh, Kenneth Anderlich, uh, who, uh, ran across Texas, uh, at the end of last year. And so, but I know Kenny's kind of got his own interesting story. Um, like me, he sh- overshares on Facebook sometimes, um, which is okay. I mean, I know I probably, you know, annoy, you know, my sister and, you know, other people (laughs) sometimes because I have a tendency to overshare, but that's just who I am. And those of you who have listened to this podcast for any length of time, get it. You know, that's who I am. I mean, I'm just sort of an authentic person. And it's, it's not to say that other people are not for not sharing stuff, but I don't know. It's just who I am. That's what I'm made of. And I feel like if I can make myself relatable to other people, then that would be useful. So I, you know, I, anyway, there, there you are, I'm blathering, but anyway, uh, Kenny has had a very interesting journey. Um, I don't want to say too much (laughs) because this was a really interesting interview because he did not want to do it over zoom. Like most of my, um, interviewees. Um, so we met up yesterday, which was Friday at McAllister park in San Antonio, um, and parked ourselves on a picnic table under a tree, uh, with trucks driving by and, you know, occasional, you know, people wandering past. And I think there was somebody who had a really cute little dog toward the end that we talk about, but anyway, um, but yeah, I've never really done a live in person sort of interview with somebody for this thing. Uh, obviously, you know, as a journalist, I did that all the time. I mean, that was like my jam. Um, but I have to tell you, it was really, really fun. And I really enjoyed talking to him in person and, um, yeah, I mean, God, we went on forever, but, um, 
yeah, we're about to, today is his birthday. Well, Saturday. Okay. So, Hey, um, it's his birthday. I'm not going to release this till Sunday, but anyway, there you go. Belated birthday and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, he, um, yeah, he is just a very interesting person has gone through some incredible life changes and devastating loss. And, um, we talk about it and I have to admit he did make me tear up quite a bit. Um, and I was worried about him because I know, again, judging from his Facebook posts from the past, he, um, you know, can be pretty, you know, raw about things. And I was kind of concerned. <laughs> he did better than me. He held, he held up and, uh, you know, I did not, but, um, but anyway, yeah. And it was just funny. It was like, afterward, I told him, I'm like, I gave him a big hug at the end before we parted or before he parted ways and you know later told him i said i feel like i just met my new favorite person and um i really do it's just like we we seem to have a number of things in common which was sort of interesting and incredibly unexpected because you know i never know what to think you know when i meet people and and i'm always grateful to people for you know throwing out ideas of other people to interview and and so forth but you know i just wasn't sure how this was going to go um but now I'm kind of thinking, I kind of like doing the live in-person interviews. <laughs> and we just, like I said, we just opened up my laptop and um, I cranked on Adobe Audition and we recorded and it sounds really good. So um, I hope you guys enjoy this one and I'll catch you on the flip side here. All right. Well, I am here at McAllister Park. This is a first. Um, and I'm with Kenny Gardner, um, who is a uh, San Antonio area runner, right? Right. Okay. And uh, interestingly, you have been somebody that's, I feel like I've known you for a while. Um, you know, we've been like Facebook friends and all right. that, just because we have a lot of mutual friends. And um, you have suggested at least a couple of people to me for the podcast. I know Kenneth was one of them, and I forget there's somebody else. Um, Anne. Anne, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, God, Anne, yeah, oh boy, Anne's, <laughs> Anne's about to <laughs> take on something incredibly crazy, but uh, anyway, so, um, so tell me about your, um, yourself, uh, are you from here originally? Um, no, I'm originally from uh, a little place in Tennessee, oh. um, it's called Naota, or Naota, um, it's on the East Tennessee okay. little town. Nobody knows where it is. Yeah. I lived in the sticks. <laughs> That's okay. I grew it's, up there too. So I'm uh, not there, but you know. I, it's in between uh, Chattanooga and Knoxville. Okay. Got it. Right. Okay. Nice. Yeah. That's a nice part of the world. And how long were you there? Until I was 18 and then I left. I, I joined the service uh -huh. uh, a few months afterwards mm -hmm. and I, I was in this in the army uh, for six years okay. and in, at the end of my enlistment that's when I met Robert and okay. I decided not to um, um, further uh, go any further and I settled here in San Antonio. Got it. Okay. So the military brought you here then? Military yeah. brought me here. Robert okay. kept me here. Robert and, and Robert was from here, right? Robert's from here. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, and what year was this? I met Robert in 1987. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How old are you, if I can ask? <laughs> I celebrate a birthday tomorrow. Oh, really? I'll, yes, I'll be 60. 
yeah. Well, happy birthday <laughs> early. Well, I got two years on you, so there you go. <laughs> you don't look it at all. So, oh, well, that's exciting. That's really cool. Um, right. Wow. Yeah, I, I have a lot of friends today with a birthday, so there must be something in the air about really cool people in this particular time I don't yep. know so anyway um so military wow okay so what made you decide to go into the military to get out of Tennessee to get out of where I was yeah I a lot of my family are were in the military sure. my dad retired from the Air Force mm -hmm. uh, my uncle who lived right down the dirt road from me retired from the Air Force too okay. so there was a lot of military background in my especially with the men yeah and uh, so this was a way to get out of the country yeah uh, well uh, in from Tennessee mm -hmm. to do something else and I did it mainly to get more um, money for uh, college oh yeah of course and um, so that was one avenue mm -hmm. and, and then I thought about um, making a, it a career mm -hmm. until I met Robert okay. and then I changed Mm -hmm. So, so tell me about Robert. Uh, I know I got time, so <laughs> sure. Uh, Robert uh, was a Hispanic man. Okay. Uh, I met him at a bar called Papa Bear's, which is on Broadway, which is no longer there. Oh, okay. Uh, and I met him there, and to me, it was love at first sight. Yeah. And I, he uh, retired from. Um, the government. He used to uh, work for Bamsey. He was a okay. budget analysis. Okay. Uh, and Robert, um, um, let's see, short Hispanic guy. Yeah. Um, he was very protective of me, and that's oh. what I liked. Yeah. Um, how was, old? How was he older than you? He was then? older than me. He was um, twelve years older than oh, me. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Wow. So. Um, but that's okay. Yeah, to me that was okay. Sure. Yeah, so he... Uh, was that like your first relationship? That was, or? well, I, I'll say yes. Okay. It, it was, yeah. Or significant, uh, I guess. Significant, long term, mm -hmm. yes. Okay. You know, I was in my early 20s when I met him, 24. Right. Yeah, and he was 36. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, okay, wow. So... Uh, I mean, you're a tall guy, you know, so it's sort of like short Hispanic guy. Interesting. Yeah. So well, yeah. did he just sort of have a way about him or what was it? He just had this confidence about mm -hmm. him, you know, and that attracted me to him. Uh-huh. He was very chatty, mm -hmm. and so I didn't have to be. <laughs> That's good. So that worked out for both of us. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. So, um, so how long was it before you guys... I mean, I, I'm, I'm assuming, did you just start dating or how did the, how does I... <laughs> Yeah, we had I'm a whirlwind romance, yeah. uh, probably within a month. Okay, wow. So, yeah, it was, yeah, it was quick. Yeah. Um, and then... And how did your family feel about all this? Well, they live in Tennessee. <laughs> uh, okay. So, my, my parents are now deceased mm -hmm. and um, they were never... Um, what's the word? Supportive, you know, and that's not that's not surprising, really. Yeah. yeah. And my three other siblings live in Tennessee, and you know, they're somewhat okay. supportive. Two okay. of them, anyway. So yeah. Okay. So um, so did you guys start living together, or did you just live apart? I mean, how did yeah? So how did the, you know? Because I mean, <laughs> I guess I'm curious. With, uh, <laughs> within a month, I, we started living together. I was still in the military. Wow. 
and, and that so moved fast. Yeah, we yeah, and then um, after that, you know, we had like a small apartment, mm -hmm. and then we went to a townhome. Okay. And by then, I was I had gotten out of the military. And so, and then from there, uh, we lived there for quite a while mm -hmm. until um, we moved into a house. Okay. And, and is that up where you're living now? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. Wow. Um, and so did you go to college then or did you just kind of, what, yeah, how did you make a living? How did I make a living? <laughs> okay. did he support you? So, uh, <laughs> I wish. I, uh, I, I went back to school. Mm -hmm. I, at that time. Um, I, I went to St. Philip's College, okay. and at that time, I got certified in respiratory therapy. Ooh, okay. And I thought that was as good as it was going to get for me. Yeah. Then UT Health Science Center started a program where you can get a BS degree in respiratory therapy. And so I went there. Uh -huh. um, I was going there part-time, sometimes full-time, and also working full-time. Mm -hmm. And I graduated in 2000 with mm -hmm. my BS, and I was the first, uh, the fifth graduating class. Oh wow! Of, with uh, UT Health Science Center in their program, mm -hmm. and I was also the first person in my department that got their BS degree. Really? Mm -hmm. Wow, that's cool. Then, mm -hmm. do they still have this uh, program? They still do, but now they're more focused on a master's degree. Um, um, but yeah. you can get like let's say that you are you have an associate degree and you yeah. want to get a bachelor's degree mm -hmm. you can still do that through okay there. okay cool yeah I, the only reason I asked that because yeah it's kind of a niche you know sort of right you know specialty and like where I went and got my master's degree that program no longer exists right. and so yeah so that's why I always like to ask people about you know, oh, okay yeah so oh god cars really um, <laughs> anyway so how did um, running uh, factor into your relationship with him, or did it? Uh, with him, n none. None? Okay, <laughs> none. No. Zero. Okay. Um, you know, I grew up in the country. Mm -hmm. I wasn't into sports because uh, school was too far away. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, I was in the country. I was outside a lot. You know, I hiked a lot, ran a lot, climbed trees. Mm -hmm. Then I was in the military, which you had to run and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, when I got out of the military, I continued running, you know, but short distances. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Were you good at it? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's okay. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm slow. Yes. And, and the only time I was <laughs> ever fast was when I was living in South Korea. Oh, wow. Through the military. Okay. And I was there for 14 months. and. Wow. I, that's when I found out that I was a pretty good, for me, a fast runner. Uh -huh. Fast runner for me, if I got under eight minutes. Oh, that's um, fast. Per, yeah. That's, and, that's very fast. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that's when I was in, that was in the eighties. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. No, that's great. That's mm -hmm. great to be able to say you could do that. Though. Yeah. At one time. <laughs> at one, yeah. No, believe me, I understand. Well, I yeah. have, I've only been running for about 12 years. So you know, it's, I think my fastest, I did find something. It was probably about 12 years ago, and I'd done three miles at an 840. I'm like, how did I do that? Because yeah. uh, I was like mainly like a 10, 10 and a half minute miler, you know, for a long time. And now it's like, <laughs> forget about it, you know. It's I'm happy with 13, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's I'm just happy to finish it yeah no no I, I totally understand I think as we get older too I think that's part of our, it our you know. priorities change our, our priorities yeah finish 
upright. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I think that might be what was going on with me, you know, it was just sort of, okay, I don't have to keep doing these insane distances anymore. I've done it, you know, and find something else. But right. anyway, so, so, um, so Robert wasn't a runner then as such. Um, no. was he, but he was supportive, I take he, it. He was supportive, mm -hmm. you know, um, anytime, you know, he would always encourage, especially if I got down the dumps, he would say, go for a run. Oh, that's <laughs> and, nice. And, and stuff. And so, yeah, but I, I try to get him out running, walking. No, that wasn't his thing. So what do you think, what was it between you two um, then that you shared that, that made this relationship so, so strong and lasting? That's a good question. I, I think it has to do with um, trust. And mm -hmm. um, I, I trusted him. He always had my back. I always good. had his. Yeah. Um, he he was the one person I could count on, mm -hmm. you know, and I think about that every day now. Yeah. And, you know, if I was having a bad day or a good day, he was somebody I could share that with. And he yeah. was always there, mm -hmm. you know, and he was always good at giving advice, whether mm -hmm. I liked it or not. <laughs> um, and, but, and I knew even if we had this falling down, he was always going to be there, mm -hmm. you know? So, um, so there was trust and commitment, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, we stood this test of time, mm -hmm. you know. So even the age difference then, it, it never really factored in then. You never found yourself feeling restless, like, oh, this guy might be a little old for me or anything like that. Not for me. Okay. You know, no, I'm, no. I, <laughs> I've always looked at people, you know, differently, like, mm -hmm. It's not what I see on the outside, it's on the inside. Sure. I know that's cliche. But no, no, no. That's it's how true. I see people. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, I only ask that because, you know, I had been married very briefly um, when I was 24 and mm -hmm. then I left at 26, but he was 10 years older. And yeah, and I've, I often tell my students, I'm like, don't get married until you're at least 30 because you don't mm -hmm. really know who you are. And that's the only reason I bring that up. So mm -hmm. that's good though. I mean, I think this sounds like this was meant to be. Meant to absolutely. Be. Yeah. And, um, so, um, so, uh, so you guys are in this relationship, you're, you're still kind of running. Did you, uh, start doing trail running and races and stuff like that, um, <laughs> at all? Or, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not sure how I found trail running. Mm -hmm. I, I would always come here to McAllister. Sure. I, uh, I didn't know about the trails mm. ever. I mean, and I <laughs> and would always. easy to get lost in. Yeah. I would always <laughs> just hit the streets. Oh yeah. You yeah. Know, and yeah. that was it. And. I thought the trails, I, I didn't know what they were for, hmm. you know, I would see uh, people uh, biking mm -hmm. and once in a while and I, I think I stumbled on trail running through Facebook somehow, sure. um, through SARS mm -hmm. and, and then it's like, oh, there's this trail running group mm -hmm. and I think I started 2017, 2018. Oh, okay, that's around so, the same time I yeah, yeah I did too. So yeah. In my first trail run was the prickly pear. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did you do the uh, ten mile or? It was a ten mile yeah, at that time. Yeah, I, I did that one too. Yeah, yeah. that was nice. Yeah. I ran injured. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call an uh, impatient runner? Yeah. Injured. Injured. <laughs> yeah. Or how are you injured? I. Well, the group, this uh, we had gotten together at Eisenhower Park. Oh, yeah, of and course. Running there, and it was easy breezy. Mm -hmm. I was feeling good. I was on my last mile, 
and I just felt like some somebody got a knife and cut me across the calf. Oh. And oh, so I've had that happen. Yeah. So oh. I I limped all the way back. Did to it camp. pop? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it just hurt. Oh. So I went into physical therapy, mm. and so uh, two weeks prior, mm-hmm. and then what I decided to do, I was going to run it anyway. So I put on two <laughs> compression socks. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> it, why not? And so my goal was just to finish. Mm-hmm. And so I would run a little bit, walk a little bit, sure. run a little bit, walk some more. Yeah. And yeah, so no, I, I finished it. That's that's kind of my pace too. So yeah. Yeah. yeah cool. So um, have you? What other races have you done since then? I did the endurathon. Well, yeah, I see your shirt. What is? Tell me about that one. Well, the endurathon. <laughs> um, I, I signed up for the 30K. Okay. And three, uh, three days prior to it, somebody that I know um, that's also a runner, he let me know. He says, you know, this is all street. And I said, no, I thought it was trail. And he goes, and I said, okay. Whoa. <laughs> so it's better that than not knowing. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, well, you can always, um, you know, go from, you can drop down to 15K or sure. whatever. And I thought, well, let me try the 30K and we'll yeah. see what happens. Mm-hmm. What's the worst? Well, I ran that race with a bad ankle. And so I taped it up. <laughs> and I think there was like 300 runners, but there was only 56 runners that were doing doing the 30K. 30K yeah. And I came in dead last. Hey, there's, there's a... <laughs> There's a prestige to that, yes, yeah. yeah. And, and by the time I crossed the finish line, um, my other ankle had given out. So, oh yeah, it was it was it was it was interesting. Rude, yeah, rude is terrible on on. Well, I mean, so it's trail, but yeah. trail's a little less yeah. awful, I think. Yeah, you know, but that's funny. Yeah, I had done a 50k up at, um, you know, we're Pedernales is right. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's up in Johnson City, but there's right. a there's a trail right next to it called um, Flat Creek Crossing Ranch, I think it is. And anyway, uh, there's only 10 people doing the 50K, and it was all these Austin runners. And um, <laughs> so they, uh, and I, you know, the guy didn't mark the course very oh. well. He used like green ribbons and hanging from trees. <laughs> and we started at 6 a.m. And I got completely lost, and a lot of other people did too. Well, they had like an eight-hour cutoff for this thing. And... I had talked to him the day before. I said, look, my first three 50Ks all came in like around nine or 10 hours because of, you know, incessant rain and stuff. But um, anyway, so long story short, I was about four and a half miles from finishing it and they had to close the course. Mm-hmm. But, but because I had talked to him ahead of time, he's like, look, you can keep running. We're just going to have to keep tearing down. So as I'm you know, making these dumb little loops, you know, there's less and less of the, you know, the finish line there. And then by the time I finished, everybody was gone, but there's these construction workers there and they were applauding me. <laughs> so I kind of did that yeah. feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know the feeling because as soon as I, uh, press, uh, across the line, um, a runner, Taylor, she, uh, no, it was, uh, no, it wasn't her. It was somebody else. I know who that is. Though, yeah. uh, the Taylor, I could hear her down the street because by that time I was just walking and limping and I could hear her keep running Kenny. And so that kept me, that got me going. <laughs> no, that's more. helpful. Yeah. And then I, there was a gentleman, he's an older gentleman. I think he used to be with, the with SAR. SARS. Uh, he, 
recently retired from doing it. Oh, did he used to have a dog? I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Anyway, yeah. So yeah. he actually gave me the the medal, uh, the medal, and um, and as soon as I crossed it, looked, and they were like. <laughs> tear it down. It's like, okay. It's like, Thanks, guys. Yeah, don't let the finish line hit you in the butt, okay? Yeah. We want to go home. Oh, my I God. But, no, but I mean, I think there's I think there's always something to be said for for being, you know, that last. tenacious. Oh, yeah. To, and to that's an, No, I've, I've finished yeah. last a few times, you know, yeah. and, and in fact, I love going to the Captain Carl's races, which are those nighttime races mm-hmm. up in, you know, hill country, because um, I'll, I'll either run it or work aid station or both, you know. And, um, I mean, like, I'll just do, like, the 10K or something, you know. But uh, but I love, like, sleeping in my car for a little bit, and then I'll make sure that I'm up by, like, 6.30 or so so I can wait until 7 a.m. and see the last people coming across. Because mm-hmm. they only get 12 hours to okay. do us. What is that? 60K. Is that a 60K? Yeah. It's, it's 37 miles, whatever okay. that is. And so, I mean, these people have been out there all night. And... And so it's just so fun to sit there and cheer for them and, and just see them coming in, you know, so, yeah. But I, I you know, I, I also know that feeling of feeling kind of embarrassed, like, oh, God, everybody's waiting on me. Oh, geez. Oh, you know, I mean, that's what I go through. I don't know if you go through that or not, but. Well, it's the first time I ever finished last. <laughs> so. Okay, well. So, so I was just happy to get across the line. Check that off your yeah. bucket list or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to do that again. So right. um, other races you've done that are, you know, outstanding in your mind? Well, just the prickly pear. And I recently did the prickly pear again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, my goal was to beat my time oh, from good. the other goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't do it. And <laughs> I missed it by a minute and 30 seconds. <laughs> uh, but it was okay because by that time, a lot I've had a lot of life events had happened. Yeah. And so I wasn't ready for it. And, and even though it was a 15K, not a 10 miler, um, but uh, my next door neighbor Tony, he actually oh, yeah. um, I remember seeing this. He went uh, running with me, and yeah. uh, and at first he, I told him, I said, "You're a faster runner. You're a former Marine. Go for it. Do it. Yeah. You're, you know, you're an antelope, cantaloupe, whatever. <laughs> Just run <laughs> like and, and and he went, once we got here, he said, "No, I want to run with you." Oh, nice. And so it was just me and him, and. And he uh, finished a minute before me, uh-huh. and his wife and his uh, two kids were at the finish line for him. And, oh, that's nice. And then I finished and got my medal and went home. <laughs> <laughs> but you finished. I so. finished. No, that's good. Yeah, I mean, I, I always try to, yeah, I have those little goals in my mm-hmm. head, you know, like, okay, I'm going to try to beat my time, or, yeah. you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, you know, you just, yeah. you know, got to not quit, and that's really a big, yeah. you know... Well, you know, for me, I and I had told him, I said, I haven't really trained for it. Uh, you know, I'm, I've lost some weight, but I, you know, I, that's when I had, I had just gotten diagnosed with diabetes in December. Mm-hmm. And I st- started losing weight, but I had not lost as much weight <laughs> as I have now. Uh-huh. Um, so, but there was that part of me is like, well... The cutoff is a generous cutoff time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to be late. Uh, last, <laughs> not this. T- no, <laughs> yeah, you know you have those goals. Yeah, you know, and uh, and you know so 
I thought, well, if I have to walk and run, walk and run, at mm-hmm. least, you know, and then the metal was going to be is pretty Oh, yeah, heavy, it was really you know? nice, yeah. And, I didn't yeah. get one because I didn't, I ended up missing the race because it was the day of the time change and oh. my alarm did not go off. And so, or I slept through it and I never, almost never do that, but I was <laughs> just dead. Anyway, but that's really cool. Um, so tell me about this weight, the, the weight loss and how did, did, were you always that heavy before mm-hmm. or what, how, you know, how okay. did it all come about? Well, uh, for me, mm-hmm. um, I used to be at work. I used to be considered this slender guy, mm-hmm. and and then in, at forty three, I went through. I had a big depression, and mm. then uh, I was working in the intensive care unit as a respiratory therapist. The stress level there, being depressed, uh, people always like to eat. Food was my very comforting, uh, oh, yeah. and so the weight just came on. Um, the interesting thing is people would always say, Kenny, are you gaining weight? Kenny, are you gaining weight? Nobody really asked me, Kenny, are you okay? Right. Yeah. So, and <laughs> that is state the obvious. <laughs> yeah. So then after a few years of that, uh, I tried keto mm. and I lost some weight. But as soon as I went off keto, the weight just came It's back. hard to stay on. Yeah. yeah. And, it's not realistic. And then I was always trying to lose weight, trying mm-hmm. running, trying, but you can't outrun a bad diet. Nope. Right. And that never sank in. And I was still eating food for comfort. And then Robert got sick. Oh. And um, and then um, Robert died. Yeah. And then, and then, um, so Robert's been gone for two years and four months. And at his funeral the black pants that I wore at his funeral a year later um, uh, one of my nurse that I used to work with her father passed away and I knew him yeah so I went to their funeral and the black pants that I only wore one time I didn't fit oh no I could not even fasten them oh geez and that's a terrible feeling so I had gained a lot of weight yeah and my cholesterol, my triglycerides, my liver enzymes were all through the roof. You know, my doctor was saying uh, fatty liver, blah, 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 pre-diabetes. Uh-huh. And then in, um, at the start of this, I was at, the most was 267. Okay. okay. Wow. When I got diagnosed with diabetes, I was at 262. Wow. Now, when I got to 62, sometimes I would go back to 267. Okay. Because I was still eating bad, uh-huh. right? And when you say eating bad, is that like fast food? Fast or? food, you know, or it could be good food. But later on that night, if I was depressed, happy, sad, lonely, <laughs> I just get a pint of ice cream and just eat it all, mm. and wonder why I'm not losing weight, and wonder why my stomach is, you know, acting up. <laughs> right. Um, so when I was at 262, I ate some watermelon, a big tub of watermelon. And I checked my, and I wasn't feeling good. And I checked my glucose because I had the strips in the, uh, the lancets mm-hmm. from the keto, and it said 295. My glucose has never been that high. And I thought, well, just sugar and watermelon. Yeah. I'll check it next day. Next day, after an eight-hour fast, it only went down to 225. And mm. I thought, oh well, <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a good sign. No. And so I went to CVS, and there's um. A test you can do over in CVS, you can get it anywhere else, mm-hmm. is the A1C. 
uh, the A1C will show you your three months of your um, your glu- uh, your sugars. Yeah. And uh, I think if you're above 6.5, you're considered diabetic. Mine was 7.8. Ooh. And <laughs> there's no doubt about that one. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Even though my doctor says those are not um, that accurate. accurate. Yeah. And I get that because, you know, it's just sure. over the counter. But it gave me a ballpark where I was. So when I saw that, I just changed. Uh, I started eating clean. And I'm still clean today. Good. Um, and I started tracking my glucoses and stuff. And 10 days later, we checked it again with him. Uh, he did his. Uh, and I did mine. And it had come, came down. It was mm-hmm. still... It was 7.4. Okay. Okay, so he put me on metformin. And then uh, in February 1st, I got on um, Majaro, which is um, the once a week uh, shot. Oh, got it. Okay. So, and through that, uh, so I've lost a total of 47 pounds as as of today. That's great. Because I weighed myself. Good for you. And let's see. Um, 42 since I was diagnosed. Really? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's really good. So, wow. that That's good you're sticking with it. I mean, do you ever feel like, oh, God, I don't know if I can sustain this or maintain it? No. What I've noticed now, and it could be because of the medication, mm. when I'm usually stressed, mm-hmm. I will always, usually I would just go for, let me go get a burger, mm-hmm. junk food, bad right. food, whatever food. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Convenient. I, I don't have that desire now. Mm. And wow. I think it's probably part the medication, part mm-hmm. because I'm seeing the weight loss yeah. and I'm running. Yeah. So you're kind of getting some positive reinforcement. Yeah. That's that's great. That's amazing. So I want to back up just a sure. little bit and make you, I know I'm going to make you talk about this horrible part. Um, okay. So you said if Robert got sick, what, what was he sick with? Robert got cancer. Ugh. Okay. And the backstory of that is Robert was a very private man mm. and he kept it um, close to the vest. And I knew some things. Uh, I knew about um, tumors on his liver. Mm. Uh, and they were doing um, ever so often. They would do these uh, test markers to mm-hmm. see if there's a spike. And for four years, there wasn't any. And so life went on. Yeah. Um, and then something happened. And after his blood test and everything else, he found out he had cancer. Ugh. He elected to do surgery. They went in there. Was it liver cancer? It was or? liver cancer. Okay. And, and but it just, it had spread. Ugh. Uh, and so, um, something that was supposed to be like, go in, take care of the tumors, we'll be good. Supposed to be like in and out, maybe in two days, um, became a nightmare. And, and he, so I think December, first of December, December 9th, Uh um, uh, we had went into the hospital for surgery and, and by December 29th, uh, he was dead. Oh my God! Yeah. Oh God, I'm so sorry. Yeah. So it must—he was terminal at that point, then. Right. Was he ever treated at hospice or anything like that? Only in the hospital. Okay. And, and what had happened there was, on um, I want to say the 23rd, mm. he went AMA. 
What's that? He was uh, against medical advice. Oh, okay. Um, I, where he was, um, uh, he was at a Methodist Specialty Hospital. Mm -hmm. And I, I work at the VA hospital. Okay. And so that's just walking distance. And so I would um, go see him. Mm -hmm. And, and then, you know, during lunch, and take an extended lunch, and, sure. and, and then go see him after work, mm -hmm. and then go home to take care of our puppy or dog, yeah. and, and then come back. Uh -huh. So, and that was taking a toll on me. Sure. You know, my mind was eventually, you know, everything will be fine. Right, of and, course. But I was getting these phone calls in the middle of the night. If it wasn't from him, it was from the nurses. Um, And then um, on the 23rd, he got well enough or he acted well enough that he's signed himself out. Oh, wow. You know, and I can remember one of the doctors was telling me, please talk some sense into him. And he... He wanted to be home for he Christmas. He wanted to be home. Yeah. Okay. So we, I, I took him home. He wanted to go see one of his brothers. We were there for an hour. Um, and then... I, and I can remember him asking me, what do you want for Christmas? Mm -hmm. Oh, God. And, <laughs> and my response was, I just want you home. And it was the first time that we um, um, didn't exchange gifts. Oh, we wow. used to have like five or six gifts, little gifts, you know, yeah. um, for each other. Sure. And something for the dog. And because <laughs> we can't leave them out. Of course not. And But um, he had put up a tree. Um, because he was always, I want the tree up. So he knew he, he always put the tree. Oh, he had the tree up before mm. his surgery. Okay. And he was always, um, I always let him put up the tree because right. he didn't like how I did it. <laughs> and, and so over the years, it's like, you do it. Was I'll, it an artificial tree then? Sometimes it was, uh -huh. this time it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, but he had a way that he wanted the lights go on first and then the garden. And then he'll put the ornaments mm -hmm. on. And then my job was to get the the year, uh, like a 20, uh, 20 um, the ornament. Yeah. Okay. And, and put it on. Yeah. And if I didn't hurry it, it up and put it on after he was finished putting it on, and, you know, he would say, yell at me and say, you need to put it so it would be finished. Okay. <laughs> so You have one job. You have one job. <laughs> hurry up and do it. So... Oh. Um, so he went AMA. I brought him home. We went to see his brother. Uh, we had um, Christmas dinner at our friend uh, Jerry and his partner John Anthony. Mm -hmm. um, and while I'm there, I'm just seeing this man that I love, and but I can see that he's not snapping out of it. Um, you know, he's not being as rambunctious as he usually would be. I see somebody that's just. Uh, withering away and I can't figure it out yeah. and so we went back to the hospital um, by then he went to Northeast Methodist mm -hmm. uh, I think we went on the 27th okay and he um, we went into the emergency room and of course COVID and oh God, yeah. you know visiting and Lord. stuff and you know, and if that, that wasn't stressful enough, yeah. yeah. So, and then by, um, and, and I remember I was, 
I told him, I, usually I would stop by in the morning, you know, mm-hmm. and when he was at the other hospital, and this time I wasn't going, I didn't get any sleep, and I remember I called him, I left him a message, and I said, hey, it's me, you know, I just didn't get any, I'll, any sleep, I'll be there during lunch, and mm-hmm. so I went over there about 11-ish, mm-hmm. and um, I got a text, or I got a phone call, his sister-in-law, and uh, and she says we're with uh, Robert now, and um, he doesn't have long to go. Oh no! So, and <sighs> so, what I found out is that he went downhill uh, when I left. Yeah. And because visiting hours was over at nine, and because of COVID, and so they didn't know what was happening until they got there in the morning. Right. You know, before I did, and so. I'm there, and he's on a BiPAP in his room, you know. Oh, God, how face. awful. Yeah. And they were, you know, he didn't want no dialysis. He didn't want to be intubated, you know. And so we elected at first to do comfort care or hospice. Sure. And um, we had somebody come in for, uh, for a hospice company, mm-hmm. and we... I and the family didn't like her, so we decided oh. to do comfort care first, you know. And, and then we, within 24 hours, we decided, let's do hospice. Okay. Let's let him go. And, and I can remember, you know, I went there and I put my face, my head on his forehead, and I said, we're going to take this all off. You know what that means? And he said, you know, he shook his oh, head yes yeah. and stuff. So, um, the hospice nurse from this other company came in and they were great. Um, and so one thing that I got to do as a respiratory therapist, Mm. I got to let him go. Oh God. So what I did. (laughs) Sounds awful. (laughs) But I did because I didn't want him to be afraid. So they did the morphine, started the morphine and, you know, and I went and I asked them, the nurse I said may I take him off this BiPAP mm-hmm. I'm a respiratory therapist I do this all the time right so and they said yeah so I went over there you know and I took the mask off and I handed it to them and I just you know put the covers around him um, got his pillows and stuff like that mm-hmm. and uh, they were doing the morphine they went up a little bit on the morphine yeah. I was there and he was looking at me and 18 minutes later he was gone oh my god at least you were there though right I know oh god yeah I you know I mean I lost both of my parents when I, I was in this exact same mm-hmm. I mean it, it wasn't you know someone that was like my significant other but it was right. But I've been through the whole hospice and morphine and all that. Right. Yeah, so I get it. So it's anyway. Sorry, I didn't mean to get choked up. But, sorry. Oh, it's like oh boy. Well, that's um yeah. I I think that probably meant a lot to him that you were the one that you know let him to, go. Yeah, let him go. I think that's important. For me, I I just want I didn't want him to be afraid. No, yeah. you know, and I you know his his siblings were there. Mm-hmm. And their significant others, wives or husbands, mm-hmm. um, but they have no medical background, right? And so, I just didn't want somebody, some unknown person, taking him off. Oh, of course not. This not when you can do it. I can do it, right? And so I just—that's amazing. I just kept my hand on his chest until he was gone. Yeah, until he stopped breathing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No. December 29, twenty twenty, five thirty p.m. <sighs> wow. 
so, um, well, I, I know that was devastating. I mean, I know that's <laughs> an understatement. Um, mm -hmm. How do you get get through that? I mean, I know, you know, you've, you've had your ups and downs and whatnot, you know, kind of right. processing this. So, I mean, it's not like, oh, hey, you know. Yeah, it's, it's for, <laughs> me, for me, well, after his death, we had a, actually way, because of COVID, uh, we were to do his um, funeral and all that in two weeks. Mm. Um, now, just backing up, Robert made it so easy to do his funeral. Because he planned it? He planned it. Of course. This man had a list. This man <laughs> would always pull out this list. Kenny, if I go before you, I want you to do this, this, and this, and this. And here's my life insurance policy and blah, blah, blah. Almost once a year since I've known him, uh, he would always pull it out. <laughs> Anything, get my briefcase, crack it open. And then he retired from Bamsey, and so the briefcase went up into this, uh, um, his uh, closet. Uh -huh. And so it's there. And then when he went to his surgery, he moved him to his desk. Okay. So, and so when he uh, died, I knew exactly what to do. Right. You know, and so I, I had the list. He wants six dozen yellow roses. So in that, if you see pictures on Facebook yeah. or even on my leg, I oh, have yeah, a yellow yeah, yeah. rose. Oh, my God. That's and nice. And this, the scorpion, he's uh -huh. a Scorpio. Oh, oh. So that's why. And what are you? Aries. Aries. I should know that because, yeah. yeah, your birthday's tomorrow. <laughs> that's an interesting combination. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, Scorpio. And, yeah, no wonder. Uh, <laughs> Aries are extremely loyal. Yeah. Well. And, and hard-headed. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I get along with Aries really well, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm a, an Aquarius, so it's like, yeah, I'm just kind of. But anyway, so 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 did was there a did he have a casket or was it a cremation or it was an that... open casket. Oh boy, okay, mm -hmm. wow, that's hard. Yeah, and we had to wait until January 25th oh, because of COVID, and also because some of his family members couldn't stay healthy and they got COVID. Oh, so we had to wait. Oh my goodness. And so we did on the 25th. Mm -hmm. Um. I took um, pictures there for the slideshow. Hmm. I and they, his family, donated pictures for the slideshow. I took clothes for mm -hmm. them to put on him. Oh wow! Uh, I put like um, a yellow tie, mm. and I wore a yellow tie, mm -hmm. and uh, I put a um, a pin, a mm -hmm. um, U.S. flag, okay, on his lapel. Uh, I helped um, choose his casket. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, wow. And his brothers were there assisting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's, yeah. I can't even imagine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he made it really easy. It's like, okay, here's his life insurance policy. I think that's what we should all do. <laughs> this is his list, you know. Yellow roses, how many? Six dozen. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So yeah, that's really, really cool. That's a good story. Once it private. So Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Interesting about yellow roses. My mom wanted purple roses. Oh, okay. Yeah. And she even picked out her own urn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which really freaked out the funeral director. He's like, Wow, this oh. doesn't happen too often. My mom wanted to spare yeah. us, you know, my sister and I. But at the beginning I was going to the cemetery. He's at mm -hmm. um, San Fernando Cemetery number two. I was there two or three times a week. Yeah. And this went on for several months. Mm -hmm. 
then I reached out to um, a runner. He's in SARS. Mm. I can't remember his name. He's a dentist. He might be a retired dentist. He lost his wife. Okay. And I reached out to him, and he told me about this support group. Oh, I can't remember the name right now. That's okay. Don't worry. <laughs> and uh, so I started going there. So, and I, I started going uh, in 2021. Mm -hmm. And... You know, they started up in February. I think it was like 13 weeks you would meet on a Tuesday. Okay. And, and then they would break for summer and started back up in the fall. Hmm. And so I think I went like three or four times. Yeah. So. Was it helpful? It was. It helped with the journey. Yeah. You know, and, you know, and seeing other people grieve and listening to them and stuff. And just being able to talk about it. Mm -hmm. That was helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, just having, you know, unfortunately with death, you know, you can have all the support around you, but it's a journey you have to do on your own. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I get that. I get that. So, um, that's, oh God. So how do you pull yourself to, I mean, okay, so you've got the support group. Obviously your, your weight is Starting going, us, going yeah, up. Yeah, right. And yeah. I mean, did you ever hit a point where you were just sort of like, I don't care? Yeah, I it, I did. And and I think it it came with my weight. Mm -hmm. uh, it got to a point, it's like, you know, if I was a drug addict or alcoholic, that's mm -hmm. probably something I would have turned to. But my yeah. drug of choice was food. food mm -hmm. Because sugar is very addicting. And the more oh, yeah. I ate, the more I wanted. Uh, it's weird how that works, isn't it? And... You know, I, I try to be good and then I would just fall off the wagon or I got stressed and I would just fall off the wagon. And then, you know, the pounds just got bigger and bigger. I actually saw a picture of myself. Uh, I had to get a new ID at mm. work and my face, I was looking at my face. My face was very round. Oh, wow. Like a basketball. Oh, Lord. Yeah. So, <laughs> and you're like, I don't look like that. I don't look like that. thing. <laughs> <laughs> And I think at that time I was at 267. My body was starting to ache. I was feeling Ugh. old mm. um, and probably older than what I, I am. Yeah. And my joints was just hurting, you mm -hmm. know, and um, yeah, I was miserable. miserable. Yeah. And then I tried to lose weight and then I got diagnosed with diabetes. And, and I know this sounds weird, but maybe it's a good thing I did mm. because it's forced me to uh, take care, better care of myself. Mm -hmm. So that's probably what Robert would have wanted. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, you know, and the medication running again, mm -hmm. the desire to run again, Good. Uh, my joints don't hurt, uh, as much. <coughs> and yeah, it's been a, it's been quite a journey. Yeah, it is. But it, I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just grateful that you were able to talk to me about this because it's, it's like, I've often wanted, like I said, I didn't know you that well, but I mean, I've often, you know, I empathize, you know, with some of the pain that, mm -hmm. that I was seeing and, and, you know, so I, oh, you know, but um, I, it just makes me happy to know that you're, you're on this good path and, good and path. yeah, and do you think you're ever going to meet someone else or do you care? I care. Okay. No, <laughs> I mean, well, I, I, mean you're, I don't you're, know. You're, you're, yeah. No. I don't know. Well, just I, give it time. I, I guess. wish, but um, no, I know. 
But where do you go? <laughs> I don't, yeah, at our age, where do we go? Where I know. Do you go? This is this is where I yeah. This is yeah. what I run into now. Yeah, yeah. it's like uh, how do you meet yeah. <laughs> guys at sixty two? You know, it's like ugh. Yeah. anyway. Um, it was like going to ask you. So, what's your next race? What are you what are you training for? Well, my next big race. Mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna I'm tempting, and I've told a couple of people this, and now you're all right. You're telling the world now. Well. <laughs> and it's it's a 50k okay but it's the one in october in halloween that group that does it it's gonna be at eisenhower oh right the the rocky horror yeah oh god <laughs> you're gonna do a 50k out there i'm gonna try ooh. i did a 25k there yeah, yeah. I, i've done that one but ooh. i know here's another one just to just to throw it out just if your training goes off the rails okay okay Wild Hair uh, 50K, that was my first. Okay. That's out in, um, outside of LaGrange. Okay. It's flatter. Okay. <laughs> okay. Not technical particularly. Yeah. It's like this, It's but not as hilly. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I, I run that every year. I mean, I do some distance, you know, every year. I, when is that? That is a uh, weekend before Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, just something to think about, just yeah. to, just in case. <laughs> or you could do both. Yeah. You could do both. Yeah. I mean, you know, I may as well. Yeah. I mean, I once did four 50Ks like once a month. Oh, wow. I, I, I know. I was like stupid, you know. <laughs> but I was trained. <laughs> so yeah. there's a difference. If you, you know, It's like now I just don't even want to train, you know. I'm just like, no, nah, I think I'm just going to do this half marathon, and that's about all I really care about right now. But that's exciting. Right. Have you done a 50K yet? No. Oh my God! You got to become an ultra runner then, yes. <laughs> and then you'll go. Wow, maybe I didn't, I didn't die from this. Maybe I can do a fifty miler. I don't know about that one. Brazos fifty miler isn't bad. Okay. It's the only thing about that one is it's a little soul crushing because of the loops. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, but it's flat. Yeah. Mm. It's weird though because it's in December. In the last few years, it's been really hot, hot. which is weird. Yeah, I, I dropped this year from the 50 miler just because I got these giant blisters underneath my toes, like my big toes. Mm-hmm. And I never blister, and I was like, what the hell's going on here? This is bad. <laughs> but anyway, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, you'll, you'll hear those voices in your head, and it'll yeah. be like, okay, let's try it. That's exciting, yeah. though. That's really cool. So what kind of a training plan are you using, or are you? I have a friend that's trying to work something up for me. Good. So. Okay. Good. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah. I was, I, yeah. And if I think about it, I, I can send you one that I used for my first 50K. I loved it. I thought it was really good because some of it they do it with time mm-hmm. rather than just by miles because it's like, you know, when you're not that fast, you know, you're out there for, you know, Forever. like 24 miles, huh, boy, <laughs> got all day, you know, and, you know, or you could split it up over, you know, like, I can remember when I was training for a 50 miler. I did, um, and I looked forward to it. I don't know, that must have been insane. But um, I would run in the morning, you know, like maybe 10 or something. And then I'd do another five in the, um, you know, late afternoon or evening. Mm-hmm. And I felt great. But it's just that whole feeling of tired feet or tired legs, you know. and, and Right. But that's exciting. Well, that's good. That's yeah. good. I look forward to following your journey then. So, um, and we'll be encouraging you. So. Yeah. I might sign up for that 25k for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that crazy yet, or lately. But um, anything else that you want to throw in? Hmm. Are you still working? Oh yes. Okay, I'm good. Still I just, working. I mean, I yeah, I didn't yes. like, doubt it. You're yeah, I just <laughs> ready I'm, to retire or anything. No, I'm still on a. I'm just on a little staycation. Okay, that's yeah. good. No. And I have a friend that I will be picking up at the airport. Uh, at 12:20 a.m. 
Oh, oh. <laughs> okay, that's a while. <laughs> yeah, he's coming in from Philly. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Okay, and so how long is he going to be here? Uh, until Monday evening. Okay. So. Well, that's good. Are you guys going to run at all? I uh, no, he's not a runner. He's not a runner. He's a walker, okay. though. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So. Take him out here and walk around. Or... I, I thought about taking him over to LBJ. Mm, yeah, because, I like that. Yeah. And, you know, I, and I just found out, uh, well, I had heard... Um, and I just found out that it connects here to McAllister. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So if you hit the trail uh-huh. down by the dog park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just follow it. And then it connects to the Greenway. Oh, yeah. And if you go <laughs> Sorry. Uh, make a right, it is like um, uh, McAllister is like 3.3 miles away. Okay. And it takes you to uh, Whitmore. Oh, yeah, yeah, other, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Other entrance. Got and it. So, okay. Yeah. So it's... From LBJ to McAllister, it's four yeah. miles. What a sweet little puppy. Sorry. <laughs> I love animals. Yeah, I do too. Well, that sounds like a really cool... So I did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Earlier this... Uh, last week? Yeah. Or earlier this week? One of the two. It doesn't Monday. Matter. I'm not going to hold you to Sunday. it. Yeah, so. I think it was Sunday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. Well, I can't tell you how much I'm, I'm happy that you joined me out here for my first ever in person <laughs> i might have to start doing this more <laughs> it was really Audio's fun okay. no i mean i'm i'm sitting here watching the waveform and oh, it's okay. quite healthy yeah we're doing awesome. great yeah so i don't think we, yeah as long as it doesn't go into the red we're really good but, oh, okay. but if it goes into the yellow a little bit it's fine but yeah because okay. a lot of times i just see some of my students they'll turn it in and it's just like this little tiny oh wow yeah so we've got nice healthy projection so yeah that sure. works so all right i'm going to stop recording okay all right I hope you were moved by this uh, interview, this story, um, and and feel like you know someone a little bit better. Um, I, it was it was really, I mean, it was. I felt a little weird, I guess, sort of asking some pointed questions of him, but he didn't mind and and was pretty cool about everything, and so I was grateful for that. And um, later he mentioned that you know I kind of made it easy for him, which. I took as an enormous, you know, compliment because, um, you know, I don't know how this goes. And, and again, this is something I've done, you know, a large part of my life and I, and I love doing it. I love talking to people. I love interviewing people. And to be honest, it's like, I'm so ready to retire from my job. Um, I love teaching. Don't get me wrong. I do. I love teaching. However, it's just some of the other stuff that I have to deal with right now um, that's not so fun. And it's kind of you know, made me look forward to uh, contemplating uh, retirement at some point very soon. Um, I have restarted my um, story, my book, if you will, um, called Topaz. And uh yeah, it's sort of about my life when I left Ohio for Florida and moved into this um, apartment complex that was populated by, the majority of it was populated by journalists who were competitors and colleagues and whatnot. It was just crazy. I mean, yeah, I know it sounds like Melrose Place, but it was a little more than that. Um, and of course, I, I am making it a work of fiction, uh, but it's sort of based in reality. So um so hopefully I'll get my uh, my ideas together and 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 throw this out there and and hopefully within the next you know 
nine months or so, hopefully, um, I'll have like the first draft ready and, um, you know, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I just, I have no idea, but I do have a friend, uh, Patrick Hasberg, um, and I don't think he ever listens to this podcast, but there you go. If you're listening, Patrick, hello. Um, he is the creator, I swear to God, of 21 Jump Street, okay? Lives out in California and Mexico. He kind of, you know, kind of uh, vacillates between the two, you know, uh, places. Um, he is probably in his seventies. Um, we did a zoom meeting about a year ago and, and, you know, I just wanted to pick his brain a little bit about, you know, what to do and, and whatnot. And he was very helpful and, and very supportive and he's great. Um, it's also interesting how he and I became friends, how he and I became friends, um, in that, um, I think we were in some sort of group again on Facebook, uh, old person. Uh, anyway. Um, and I think he sort of said something sort of insulting to me and then he apologized for it, you know, via messenger later. And then we just ended up becoming friends and he's great. I mean, he's just, you know, we have a lot of, uh, similarities, um, in terms of, you know, our beliefs and whatnot. And, um, you know, he's just, you know, he's, he's married to a wonderful woman has got a couple of teenagers and, uh, you know, one of whom is a champion surfer. So yeah. And, and Patrick himself also, uh, surfs. So I don't know where this is all going, but anyway, that's, so I dream of days of doing, you know, making documentaries, uh, podcasts, uh, you know, interviewing people, maybe making money, hopefully from this, um, you know, and, and, you know, finishing this book and, and, doing art, you know, I mean, those are things that I'm really passionate about these days. And, uh, so I just, I just kind of want to, uh, you know, turn my attention toward those things. And again, it's not because I don't like teaching because I do love teaching and, and it's always a very, um, um, I don't know, enlightening sort of experience. And, and it's lovely to see people progress and, you know, help them, you know, uh, along their journeys and whatnot. And so that's not it. It's just, you know, I feel like I did at the end of my newspaper career is kind of like, Hey, been there, done that. Now, what do I do? You know? And, and, and so I think that's kind of where I'm at now in my life, but obviously I cannot <laughs> just walk away, uh, without being legitimately ready for retirement financially. So, you know, I think I still have a couple more years of that. Um, I did try to run on Saturday. That would be today. Um, as I record this, Oh my God. And I don't know if I sound nasally or not, but good Lord, I tried to run. I was, I was hoping to run like four miles. I was over at Pearsall park, this former, uh, landfill. <laughs> and it, it's not too far from where I live. And I, I just kind of enjoy running over there. It's got all these Hills and it's very wide open and whatnot. I swear to God, it was like, not even a mile in, I just started sneezing and sneezing and sneezing. And I could not stop sneezing because there's so much pollen in the air right now that I am a mess. And so, and of course, like an idiot, I have not taken my, um, allergy stuff just because I thought, ah, I don't need it. You know, I'll be okay. Whoo-wee. Let me just tell you. I, yeah. So I, I've, I've actually rolled out the big stuff, the, uh, Claritin D, which, um, you really shouldn't take more than like a couple of days in a row. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on that right now. And I'm, I seem to be the, the sneezing has ceased. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I'm hoping that, uh, this is, you know, 
because I would like to go out and try to run tomorrow. Um, just a little bit. Again, I told my sister this week, I said, I'm not sure how I'm going to feel about this 10K, um, you know, on, you know, May, what is it, 6th? I think it's my nephew's birthday. And, uh, you know, up in Cincinnati, the uh, flying pig, because um, I just haven't been running. It's like, my hip is still a little injured and I'm trying to do my therapy for it. And again, I've been doing my, you know, rowing, TRX, kettlebells and all that stuff. Those classes, I've been doing other stuff at home. Um, you know, so again, I'm, I'm, you know, trying to stay fit in some ways, you know, which I think I am, but it's this, this running thing is really a challenge right now because I'm just not feeling great. And, um, yeah, so I don't know, I'll keep you posted on this, but I mean, obviously I am going to go and whoa, my microphone just sort of dropped. Sorry about that. Um, who knows what this is going to sound like. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I will uh, keep you posted on the uh, progression of, of things, but don't expect me to be doing any 50 Ks anytime soon. <laughs> anyway, that's all I got for now. I'll see you next time.